Wish. Not only is that one of my most favourite Stevie Wonder tracks, and a poem by heart, it's the theme and title of this podcast. Welcome to another moment with the Summer Storyteller. almost 45 years. I've been through vinyl, cassette, CD and digital versions of that thing and I, I can state that the music, the lyrics and the themes in it have influenced me greatly as a writer as well as a human being. The song I Wish is from that album. I Wish is a joyful, funky, exuberant outpouring of nostalgia reminiscence of childhood and school days. Why did those days have to go, Stevie says in the chorus. Why can't they come back once more? Because he misses them so. Let's have a little listen to a spoken version of it. Looking back on when I was a little nappy-headed boy, then my only worry was for Christmas what would be my toy. Even though we sometimes would not get a thing, we were happy with the joy the day would bring. Sneaking out the back door to hang out with those hoodlum friends of mine, who greeted at the back door with, why I thought I told you not to go outside. Trying your best to bring the water to your eyes, thinking it might stop her from whooping your behind. verse of Stevie Wonder's I Wish. The lyric reads, sounds and feels like poetry to me and I'm very proud to include it in the the very tight handful of poems that I know by heart. If you've never heard the song or the album before, do yourself a favour and look for it on YouTube. Whenever I hear a similar themed outpouring from another artist, another singer or artist, I always say to myself, oh, that's their I wish, or they've done an I wish. It's the combination of yearning, remembrance, wishing, uh, that act of wishing that grabs me, whether it's in the form of a song, a poem, a story, or other piece of writing, or people just sharing their thoughts. Take my good friend and beach buddy, Sarah Venable. Like me, she's a journalist, a writer, and a creative writing instructor. They're both military brats as well. Uh, She is also a visual artist. Here we are talking about the worlds that she creates and would like to see coming out of lockdown and this time of COVID-19. In other words, her I wish list. We are here now with Sarah Venable. And uh, I miss her. I miss her during all this lockdown. I really do. Sarah, how are you doing? (laughs) Well, I'm doing okay in in a restricted kind of way. You know how how this 
thing has us all kind of um, very interior. Yes. Um, l- luckily, being a creative person, there's a lot of time spent on the interior anyway. Correct. Um, mm-hmm. And I do want to thank you for making me think about um, t- about things and about uh, my, my, my passion. Um, yeah. Because it took me so long to get back to you on it because I felt like, where is it? Is it mm. under the bed? Is it under <laughs> the compost heap? Did it slip out with the dogs? I don't know. Um, People, listen. People, this is Sarah. This is this is real life Sarah. Honestly, continue, continue. Yes. <laughs> so, um, it made me realize how much my spirits had actually been dampened because I was doing a pretty good imitation of being oh, really adaptive. I've had to adapt all my life. As, as you, being a, a fellow um, military brat, yes. would know. Yes. We, we do. Um, we, we, we adapt and bend. We're, I think we're very good in a storm. We're good in emergencies or in, in non-normal situations. Yeah. 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 We do have that flexibility, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell me. So it, it forced me to, to, to think and to reconnect with it, mm. um, with the core of it. So um, the, 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 my passion really is in creating worlds. Mm. Whether it's a painting, a poem, a story, my home, or a, a safe and enthusiastic classroom for, for learning. Right. Um, this has made me think about the, what's the central theme of, 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 of it. And, it, and, and it's that, creating a world. Um, what kind of a world would I create after the coronavirus? If you had that power, if you had that power. One that, one that has its priorities straight. Right. Uh, that's more about what's, what's really important, which is uh, uh, about being good to each other and good to the earth. Yes. It sustains us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've got to come out of this with, with lessons learned and psyches reshaped and, you know, a new, a new attitude. How, how we treat each other and also how we treat our environment, for sure. <clears throat> I would certainly hope so. Um, you know, and more, more, more warmth towards yes. each other, more understanding, more kindness. Yes. Do I know that you are a haikuist like me? We love words. Sarah is a wordsmith. She is quick. She's funny. She's witty. A little bit naughty sometimes, yeah. But she loves words. <laughs> so I want to know. <laughs> I want to. I want to hear some word. Play. I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but just a little word play from you. It could be lockdown or COVID related or not, or if there's just something you want to share. Um, you know, that just that would show that wordsmith side of you, that playful, that playful wordist. Oh my god, I'm, I'm so like non extempo. <laughs> I know, this is cruel, this is cruel. Hey, I'm gonna put my sock down because I'm on lockdown. I gotta get this thing knocked down. <laughs> Brilliant, thank you. All right, this is what we do on another moment with the summer storyteller. When we hear something that we like, we do this. Shake the shack shack. <laughs> so, I like that very much. Sarah, 
I cannot wait till you and I get out to the beach again, right? And we, yes. have, we, we have a beach wrap. <laughs> we talk about your work, we talk about mine, and we get back to the beautiful side of normal, you know? That would be really good. Yes. Right, well. Bye, love. Bye. Stay safe. You too. Bye. I always like hanging with Sarah. Um, she told me that she has been working on a story during lockdown, uh, a story about uh, Gardner. And I really want to hear that. I think I'm going to invite her back for another moment um, sometime in the future to share, to share some of that story. Uh, right now, we're going to hear uh, from some more people about their wish lists. We're going to hear from a young poet called Raquel Griffith about what she hopes for. Also from another writer, an inspirational writer by the name of Sophia. And from a nurse named Lorna. But before we hear from them, we're going to hear from a, a young man, a young UWE student. His name is Kristen Watkins. And all he wishes is that he'd had the foresight to buy all the books, all the hard copy books he ever wanted from bookstores or get them from libraries before this lockdown. Raquel has to say now. Out of the pandemic, I'm generally hoping that people have used the experience to heal, grow, and see their vision a lot clearer. I'm hoping that they were more creative. Um, they didn't have to be very productive. It didn't have to be super energetic or anything because everybody deals with these experiences differently but I'm just hoping that they've found a little more of themselves so I'm hoping coming out of it people feel a lot clearer about where they're going about who they are and you know if, if more people start to heal I think the world will eventually be a better place and if more people start to create and understand themselves that can only be beneficial for everybody else. I am Sophia Alicia Bygrave, a trainer, motivational speaker, and personal development advisor who has written four inspirational books. 
after the COVID-19 crisis, I would love to see a society where people value social well-being even more and enable greater appreciation for each other and relationships. I think quality relationships get undervalued in the hustle and bustle of life and in the pursuit of wealth. And while wealth is important, the COVID-19 pandemic has caused us to rethink our priorities. My wish list has not changed drastically. However, I would love to have more opportunities to enrich lives and motivate positive changes in society. I am a registered nurse and the mother of three children. One of them is in university and the other two, they are in secondary school or high school as you would say. Um, my wish for my children at first, before this um, pandemic hit, was that they completed their secondary ed education. My son would complete university and he wanted to go overseas to do his master's. So that has all been put on a hold since the pandemic hit. So for them to complete their education, that was my wish. I guess after the pandemic now, it, or during the pandemic and probably after, um, that is still my wish for them to complete their education but it has changed a, a little bit as to what then is available for them to do. So, <laughs> um, with the world how it's going now, I just want that we are alive and happy and be able to accomplish whatever dreams and hopes that we had and it would be a better world for everyone. But we would just have to wait and see how that turns out. <laughs> Those are some beautiful thoughts. And you know what? They take us straight into our short story. Something from a children's series I've been working on. It's called Three Wishes, Count Them. A cautionary pigtail from the other fairy valley. Put your listening ears on then. Shakalak, my friend, shakalak. Tell me, you ever hear about the foolish man and his quarrelsome wife from Fairy Valley? Not Fairy Valley that is on the way to Oystins in Christchurch. I'm talking about the other Fairy Valley. Some folk call it hidden Fairy Valley because you can't see it. Only magic folk and a few special trudge bouts can see it or even know it's there. Trudge bouts are what we call normal, everyday people, especially those who've not discovered their magic yet. Anyway, this poor foolish man I'm telling you about and his noisy, quarrelsome wife lived just over the hill, not far from the other fairy valley. Early one morning, the poor foolish man got up put on his heavy work boots and his old work clothes and trudged, because he was a trudge bout, to his field to tend the soil and work his rows of beans and cabbages and all that good green stuff and to dig the ground for yams. His noisy, quarrelsome wife had reminded him to bring extra yams for their supper that night since she only had a few left. 
hard-working trudge bout toiled way past noon. When those hunger pangs hit, he picked up his lunch and walked towards the mahogany tree at the bottom of the field. At the end of the final row of yams, he saw a plant he had not seen before. It looked very different. Instead of regular bright green heart-shaped leaves with a velvety bit underneath, these were crimson and gold, silky spiral-shaped leaves that seemed to shimmer in the mid-morning sunlight. He started in with his pitchfork to dig it up when he heard what sounded like a rattle of shakshak seeds, followed by a faint but firm voice. Leave those leaves alone, it commanded. The man stopped in his tracks, and as he did, he saw a bright, shimmering mist at the tip of his fork. He looked down and stared. Stared so hard, his eyes looked to pop out of his head. The sparkling silvery mist dissipated, and before him, clinging onto the tip of his fork for dear life, was a tiny creature with shimmery, mist-like wings. She was dressed in rich folds of African fabric, and her head was tied elaborately with a colourful wrap. She carried a miniature basket and what looked like a brightly painted shak-shak. She shook it at him now, as if to ward him off. Who or what are you? the foolish man cried. Why are you in my yam and potato field and why are you waving that stick at me? My name is Fair Enough, said the fabulous creature, smoothing down the folds of her gown and patting the sides of her head wrap. She appeared to grow before the foolish man's eyes until she was almost as big as he. I'm from Fairy Valley, the other Fairy Valley, she said quickly when the man looked at her doubtful. I've no idea how come you can see me or why you can see that plant. You're not supposed to be able to see that plant. Hmm, maybe you aren't so foolishy, foolishy after all, but I ask you, please, do not dig it up. The foolish man still looked doubtful. Magic, you say? Hmm, maybe I should dig it up for myself. He was hovering above the red and gold spirals with his fork, about to plunge it into the earth with his muddy boot. No! cried the fairy, her two palms stretched forward. The shak-shak clattered to the ground, followed by a gong-like sound. This seemed to freeze the foolish man in mid-motion. Slowly, after what seemed an age, he lifted the fork away from the magic plant. Fair enough, you say? Well, fair enough. I guess see this means much to you. I will leave the plant alone. So, you ain't got nothing for me, said the man sheepishly after a while. You ain't got a few wishes you could grant me, if you is indeed a fairy. Fair enough, sighed heavily, but smiled to herself. Foolish trudge bout, she said. I will give you three of my wishes. Count them. She put up her fingers to show him. She sighed because she had only a certain supply of wishes, and foolish people in stories were always wasting theirs out. She hated to part with any of hers, but the man did look too pitiful. Plus, he had done the right thing. All right, said the man, looking a little happier. Thank you. No, thank you, said Fair Enough. 
she shook her shack-shack three times in the man's general direction. Grew tiny again, then vanished with her basket into the air as mysteriously as she had appeared. Dawn be wishing for any extra wishes, Dawn, otherwise I come in back for you. A voice, faint but very firm, sailed back on the breeze to him, along with the distant sound of shack-shacks. He decided to call it a day and go home to consult his quarrelsome but very practical wife. The quarrelsome wife was busy at the stove preparing a big pot of water to boil pigtails for their supper and was surprised to see him home. Husband, what happened? How come you back in his house so soon? And where the yams? Forget the yams, woman, said the man. And in truth, in his excitement, he had forgotten not only the bag of yams he had spent a long morning digging, but his tools and everything else. We've got more important business to boil here. And he told his wife about the encounter with Fair Enough. At first, she looked at him with her hands on her hips and one eyebrow raised firmly to the ceiling. Then she switched off the stove, forgot about salted pigtails with yams, and the two of them sat thinking and talking and quarrelling and green back and quarrelling all over again about how they should spend the three wishes. They talked about cars, a new fridge, a lifetime supply of free food. And don't talk about money, a river of money. Fancy foreign holidays, fine designer clothes, jewelry, dining at expensive restaurants, iPhones, and all the latest technology. A robot for the house, a new house, extra wishes. Oh yeah, remembered the foolish man. You can't ask for extra wishes, do Fair enough, make that very clear. At that moment, he swore he heard a distant... He shook his head. Hmm. Must have imagined it, he thought. Hmm, said the wife, and they continued brainstorming. They spent so long thinking and quarrelling and brainstorming that the man really started to feel his hunger. He didn't eat his lunch, remember? He said, I'm so hungry, I can't think no more. The pigtail ready? Where? You ain't cooked yet? Cha! I wish I had one of them juicy pigtail to munch on all like now. Uh -uh. No sooner said than a plate of juicy cooked pigtail appeared like a mini mountain before him on the kitchen table. He gasped, clapped his hands to his mouth. His noisy, quarrelsome wife just stared and stared. Secretly, she hadn't believed the wishes were real, but now she could see they were. One wish gone. Well, of course she exploded. You foolish, foolish old man, she barked. Look at how you wasting out wee wishes. You can't think before you speak. And she let out a long, hard jups that could be heard all down in next week. Man, you so foolish. Man, you so this. Man, you so that. Man, I, I wish that No sooner said than the foolish old man's nose was a pigtail. Noisy, quarrelsome wife gasped, clapped her hands to her mouth now, and stared and stared in disbelief and shock. The man clutched his features in the same disbelief and in horror. He started to wail 
She started to wail. He tried to pull it off. She tried to pull it off, but to no avail. The succulent pigtail was attached to the man's face as firmly as if he'd been born with it. They sat in silence for a long time. Two wishes gone. Visions of fine clothes, fancy holidays, a big car and pots of money in the bank vanishing before them as sure as the other fairy valley sun was going down. The noisy, quarrelsome and by now bad-tempered woman, who was really a sweetbread at heart, loved her husband more than all the world, though she would never tell him so. She didn't want him to live out his days with a greasy pigtail for a nose. He wasn't the handsomest of men to begin with, but she liked his face. It was a kind face. And now she thought about it, she was quite fond of that old nose. In a quiet, quiet voice, so quiet her husband barely heard it, but loud enough that the fairy could hear. And with her mouth in a long pout, she whispered, I wish the big deal gone from my husband's fears. Eh, so said, so done. She put the pot on, cooked their supper, two small yams and a pigtail, and the two of them ate in silence. Three wishes gone. Now the wire Ben, but that is not how this story ends. And how do we know this? Because, dear friend, I am fair enough, and I feel to grant these two trudge belts one more wish. Maybe. Welcome to the other fairy valley. I hear wondering why that foolish old man and his wife didn't wish for good health, a happy life, a cure for this coronavirus business, or even a way to rid the world of racism, violence, and inequality while they were at it. Fair enough, we'd have to deal with them next time. But you know, between that cautionary pigtail, Stevie Wonder's song, and the wishful thinking from Sarah, Kristen, Raquel, Sophia, and Lorna, I reckon we have enough inspiration for a writing challenge. Come on. Let's write in the moment. The challenge is to create your own I wish. Here's how. Make a shopping list of things you wish or hope for, for yourself, your loved ones, your community, your country, your world. Play around with the list. Jiggle the items about. Swap words and ideas in and out. Try padding out each item with a brief bit of detail. Recall that Sarah spoke about wanting to see a warmer, kinder world. Now if that were an item on your list, you might also add to that one that moves a little slower. Have fun with it. See what rhymes, rhythms and sounds emerge. Maybe you'll even add a refrain, just like Stevie. Send me your brilliant results. I'd love to share them in the next moment with the Summer Storyteller. Keep safe till then. And keep doing your best 
to light up your corner of the world in a creative and positive way. Thank you.